The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal places. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. It is not uncommon, in fact inevitable, when we hear a human voice to immediately form an image of what that person looks like. Our eyes want to see, and so our mind forms an image, which almost inevitably turns out to be wrong person looks nothing like what we thought they would look like. And conversely, sometimes we can see someone and assume their voice will be of a certain type, only to find out that it isn't. Although more often than not, the voice tends to fit the person we see. I mentioned once before in a homily the person of Cardinal Marie Raphael Duval, the Secretary of State under Pope Pius X. He was a tall, distinguished, talented man who spoke numerous languages and had a very 
stimulating personality. When Pope Pius X died, it was almost assumed he would be elected Pope because he had the bearing for it and the background and the personality. Instead, they elected a rather diminutive, sickly, partially crippled man, Giuseppe Sarti, Pope Benedict XV. People wondered what the cardinals were thinking when they elected him. After all, they had a better option in the minds of the world. In today's gospel, we once again encounter John the Baptist. Last week at the 1130 Mass, I ended my homily by saying, I'll see you in the desert. We have this man, as we had him last week, but now things have changed. He's done what he was sent to do. He's fulfilled, almost fulfilled, his mission on earth, and he's imprisoned. He had spent all those years in the desert only to come out for a short time to announce the coming of the Messiah. Now there's a question, particularly amongst his his own disciples. Is this really the Messiah? He's not doing what we thought the Messiah would do. We expected a different kind of Messiah. The one who was to come was supposed to free us from the Romans and give us back our national integrity. But this man isn't doing that. Can this be the one who was to come? And rather than answer the question, And he himself may have been wondering if this was actually the one. He sends his disciples to see him, to see our Lord. It's always better to do, I think, in this case. Well, go see him. Tell me what you see. And they, they are to ask him a question. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Will we be disappointed yet one more time? Because what we had hoped for didn't come. Our Lord doesn't say anything to him them as far as, yes, I am, or no, I'm not. He doesn't say, yes, I am. He simply tells them to go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. That's the fulfillment of all the promises of the one who is to come, that he would do those things. That should be enough to tell you that I am the one who is to come. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me for being that person. He speaks, of course, of his enemies, uh, those who are offended by the fact that he is doing these things and not other things. He's doing things that speak of the kingdom of God coming and of the power of God, but not human power and not political power. So, they go off, and our Lord then speaks to the crowds about what they expected. They expected something different, even when John came. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? No. John was a forceful personality. He could call the scribes and Pharisees uh, brood of vipers. Someone dressed in fine clothing? No, this is not a man who wears heavy boots and who has political appeal and political power at all. It's a prophet who's come out of the desert with nothing except the commission given to him. Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. A prophet and more than a prophet. So he speaks of John the Baptist as the fulfillment of all the prophecies pointing towards him. 
Well, we have that too. We might say, why can't we see that? We do. All these things are fulfilled in the kingdom of God. As he says, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. We are in that kingdom already, and we are seeing those things. Where do we see them? In the church and in the sacraments. That's where we see them. The blind regain their sight, sometimes physically blind, not usually, usually just the spiritually blind. Uh, the lame walk, people otherwise were not able to understand where they were going or how, now are able to do it. The deaf hear, lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised, and we are, but it's from a spiritual dead, uh, death, not a physical one, usually, although sometimes this happens too, but rarely. God still demands faith from his people. Uh, and the poor have the good news preached to them always by the church until the end of time. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me or in my mystical body. So the church now fulfills all these things. People don't think of that um, because they have a problem with the reality of who we are or what we are. But the church is greater than any one of us. And so finally then he speaks about what this means. The kingdom of heaven. You and I were initiated into that kingdom in baptism. We are part of it now. Again, we're waiting for the fulfillment of all of that. We wait for that that what we've been called to be and for the full integrity of what we've been called to be. But of course, the kingdom of heaven, as we know, is going to be here in the Eucharist. We have to keep coming back to that over and over again, to that reality, or we won't realize what, in fact, God has done and what God is doing. God does not just promise things that are yet to come. He does that. But our Lord in particular says, and I will give them to you now. Are you prepared to receive them? And are you prepared to respond to what I have given you? I came across a few quotations from St. John of the Cross yesterday. It was his feast day. St. John of the Cross uh, uh, said, to love is to be transformed into what we love. That's a rather powerful statement, don't you think? To love is to be transformed into what we love. To love God, therefore, is to be transformed into God. Not in the sense that we become God, but the divine life enters us and we receive a new, we become a new creation. That's what love does. We also, uh, was someone who knew what it meant to learn the love of God through suffering, and great suffering too. Uh, I also came across, and some of our students know this prayer, a prayer of uh, St. Thomas More, in which he, he prays, I think, to become the person of John the Baptist in a sense. He says, O Lord, give us a mind. Notice he says mind, truth. A mind that is humble, quiet, peaceable, patient, and charitable. And a taste of the Holy Spirit in all our thoughts, words, and deeds. O oh Lord, give us a lively faith, a firm hope, a fervent charity, a love of you. Give us, good Lord, 
the grace to work for what we pray for. And that is really the secret of holiness and the secret of John the Baptist. The grace to work for what we pray for. I said his witness was almost finished, but not quite. His greatest witness would be his death at the hands of Herod. So we might say those prayers also. Uh, When we attempt with the grace of God what we know we can accomplish, but as I've said before, are often too frightened to do it. All that fear can be wiped away in a moment through the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, rejoicing in his coming. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of the kingdom present and yet to come, especially the suffering, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, that they will realize God coming to us and our nations will realize his will in their lives. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are proclaiming the kingdom of God if they are united to the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the kingdom, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life and this month for life in the womb and laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations of priesthood in the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the courage and spirit of St. John the Baptist, for a greater reverence for the courage and heroism of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed and for all those who will be receiving the sacrament of penance and for all those who need it during this season they will respond to the healing power of God in that sacrament we pray to the Lord and for all of us here that we will proclaim in our lives the kingdom present and yet to come we pray to the Lord We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. Mm